for 12 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Good morning, Arizona homeowners. We're climbing out of the carob trees that we were in all last hour and climbing up on your rooftop and trying to find your air handling closet. This hour, we're going to be talking about the number one most important appliance in your home if you live on the desert floor over the next five months. We've just touched the triple digits just touched them and i was mowing my lawn the other day and i thought it was raining it was actually a condensate drop from the air conditioner i thought oh here we go (laughs) here we go we've got jeff carmichael from rias in here talking about the most the hardest working appliance in your house over the next four months that air conditioner baby (laughs) oh yeah the only thing the only reason arizona does not have 20 million people it's called july and august (laughs) if we didn't hit 110 and 115 that so many people consider absolutely intolerable we'd have 20 million people in arizona yeah, I don't doubt it. So as much as I do not like the heat, I'm grateful. I found a reason to be grateful for it. <laughs> and air conditioning, uh, originally being invented uh, in the early 1900s, uh, actually it was installed in the White House. The first air conditioning system was installed in the White House. You know who the, the installation engineer was? I didn't prep for that. Uh, he it, it, it he was, invented everything. It, it, he didn't. This is going to surprise you. The engineer that designed the first air conditioning system to installed in the White House was Robert E. Lee. How about that? And he was an engineer by training. And uh, he, he installed it actually to serve as the recovery room for a president who had been shot. So that's how far back air conditioning goes. And we just walked uh, a ranch up in Cave Creek. And the homeowner is very interested in doing indigenous-styled home that can get away with as little air conditioning as possible. And you start talking about lot orientations that we have forgotten to do. We, we, we can't do it when we're putting in subdivisions. Right. But when you're on a ranch and you have your pick of where to put the house— as the early settlers did, you learn right. your wind directions and you learn where to drill your well and how to create a water feature and how to naturally, sustainably live in what sometimes can be an inhospitable climate. Then we invent air conditioning and all those rules go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a thermostat that's and you right. fix the problem. Yeah, that's right. How would you describe air conditioning? In its most simplest 
in warm. It's, and it's absolutely warm uh, because it's a complicated piece of equipment. Yeah, you're you're basically just removing heat and moisture from your home and providing and, cold, dry air, introducing cold, dry air into the space. And I want people to hear that loud and clear. We, we really aren't cooling your house off by introducing cold air. We're cooling your house off by taking by removing. It, by removing all the heat. Yep, sending it right back outside. And we're sending it back outside. And and then when then when it's winter, you're actually finding all the heat that's outside. It's just the opposite. Reversing process. valve. Yeah. And you're turning it it's a heat pump. That's right. That's how it can work both seasons. About roughly. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. Give or take. <laughs> <laughs> how does it go? There's no such thing as cold. Only the absence of, of heat. heat. Yeah, that's right. So that's um, that's one of the reasons and my theories of of why supercooling works so well is you extract all the heat out of your house, yep. and and let it be a Yeti ice cooler. That's right. Yep. Through the middle of the afternoon. Yep. So I want to talk. I want you to help me educate the homeowners. If you've got a question about how air conditioning works or how to strategically best use it to keep your comfort level up and your energy bills down, call us at one 767 Jeff Carmichael from Rias, the Rosie Certified um, Home Energy Audit uh, Contractor, as well as Air Conditioning Contractor, uh, is here to help me answer the questions on this technical topic. We're removing heat from your home. Now, one of my pet peeves is how people go about selecting their air conditioning contractors. <laughs> um, can we visit just a little bit about from somebody inside the business? Yeah. What are some of the, what are some of the tricks used by others that homeowners need to be aware of? Um, I mean, everybody, we all want a good deal, right? And so we tend to rely on, um, you know, our neighborhood resources, whether that's Facebook groups, next door type apps, um, you know, how was your experience? Um, and there's a lot of guys and a lot of companies, if you will call them companies, that'll put an air conditioning unit in. Um, but there's a, a lot to an air conditioning system install that can be missed. There's a lot of errors throughout an installation process that can lead to problems, not this summer, but it, what we're concerned about is this four, five, six summers <laughs> along. And especially at year 10, when your warranty on the equipment itself is up, we still want to prolong the life of that air conditioning system. And, and any kind of shortcuts or any kind of mistakes that are made are going to dramatically reduce the life expectancy of your unit and as well as the efficiency of the unit. So efficiency is a hard thing. It's not a tangible thing, right? If you are if you got your air conditioning unit installed and it's cold in the house, you might have two thumbs up. Um, but there are certain steps that could be missed on the pro install process that would dramatically decrease the efficiency of the air conditioning system you just paid for. If if you're in the market for a new air conditioner, and I'm talking to the homeowners now, I'm not asking Jeff a question. I'm telling the homeowners this. Folks, if you're in, if you think you're in the market for a new air conditioner and you call a couple contractors out, well, first, of course, you want to make sure they're licensed, bonded, 
and insured. That's extremely critical prior to making the size of investment you're about ready to make in a new air conditioning equipment. If that person comes out and steps outside of your house and takes a look at the serial number and comes back and says, well, you've got a three-ton unit, so here's my quote for a three-ton unit. If that's all the analysis they're giving you, take the proposal and put it in the shredder. Thank them for the time and ask them to please leave your property. There's a couple reasons you need to know this. As air conditioning came mainstream in the 60s and the 70s, and Arizona was growing rapidly from people from other parts of the country, they knew they were coming somewhere as hot. So it was always that Midwesterner uh, that was at the uh, model homes, and he said, I want, I want the Sierra model, and I want another. I want you to add another air conditioner. <laughs> or it, I, I see in the specs it comes with a three-ton. I want a five-ton. And the thought was, the bigger the AC, the more comfortable I can get. And it, it, we oversized air conditioners in Arizona. Well, they're still doing it. Yeah. But, but, but we did it aggressively for 30 years. Right. And, and put oversized equipment on poorly designed ductwork. <laughs> Am I exaggerating in your experience? Are 80% of the duct systems installed residentially poor designs? It, 80s generous. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would probably say in the mid 90s is is a little bit more accurate. 90 yeah. percent of the duct systems you see residentially are poor design. Correct, and that doesn't mean that the whole thing needs to get replaced, right? right? But there's modifications that will dramatically increase your comfort level, um, the quietness of the unit, your indoor air quality. There's a lot of factors and components that we don't think about the duct system. Um, but when I say 90%, I don't mean 90% of the people listening right now need to get a brand new duct system. <laughs> right, right. I'm not saying that. But there's probably minor improvements that could dramatically increase the comfort of your home. I think what the homeowners, what I want the homeowners to hear loud and clear is if the tech coming to quote your new equipment isn't doing a complete analysis of the vintage of your home, what insulation is in your attic and your exterior walls? What windows do you have? What lot orientation do you have? How much heat load gain do you have? Uh, it's called a manual J calculation. And I insist Rosie certified contractors run a manual J before they quote any job. And, you know, I have homeowners calling me and saying, you know, it, that manual J says my three and my three ton can get replaced with a two ton. Yeah. I said, well, if they got a ton and a half in the same thing, take the ton and a half. <laughs> and I'm, I want to talk when we get back about why undersized equipment is more cost effective, more efficient, provides better indoor air quality, um, and why a proper duct system can eliminate problems like James, who's online right now. Jamie online wants to talk about hot, and cold rooms inside the same house. We're going to take a little break here, come back with Jeff Carmichael from Rias and talk about Jamie. Maybe you have this same problem, hot and cold spots in your house. You know what? 
we can solve every one of those. Sometimes I dream about that ACAC. Cold waves blowing over, over me. Feel it hot, maybe it's a state of mind. Think cold to pass the, pass the time. Keeping it cool. Air conditioning. Keeping it cool. We're taking this particular Saturday in May to talk about it because you need to make sure your air conditioner is prepared for the upcoming work season it has cut out for it. Uh, Jeff, if you don't mind, before we continue our conversation, let's go to the phone lines. We've got Jamie, who's called in, has a particular question that I know we can solve. Jamie, good morning. Good morning. All right. Tell us tell us what you're combating at your home. So I have a, a 10-year-old home. Uh, it's uh, only it's about 1,500 square feet, and um, last summer, the AC just, I just, especially there were a couple rooms in the house that just were not getting cool enough. And um, so I had Isley's out um, in March to do a full service on my, on my unit. And um, he, he said, well, part of my problem is my unit is, is a five ton unit. Oh, man. That's a problem. Right? That's a problem. That's a problem. Um, but and I think and we bought it from the original builder of the home who was a snowbird. So they probably never even realized that they had a unit that big or cared because they weren't here in the summertime. So my particular problem is I have um, an interior room. It has one window that's east facing that has a solar screen on it that I spend a lot of my day in. I'm a quilter and I spend most of my day in that room. And it is so hot in there. It's like 10 degrees warmer than the rest of the house. I have to put my um, thermostat at about 70 degrees, completely freeze out the rest of the house just to make that room bearable for me. And I'm sorry, Jamie, and What what is the age of the home? Tell me one more time. The home is 10 years old, but the AC unit is probably, as far as being an AC unit, because it was a snowbird that owned the home before us. So... It was never really, the AC was never used, hardly used okay. when we bought the home. And you're in the city of Mesa, so the building requirements, 10 years ago, city of Mesa, uh, ensures that you have a fairly well-insulated home. I wish, never mind, Jeff, you take it. <laughs> you you go from yes, here. My, yeah. my husband works for the company that insulated the home. Okay, good, oh, good. So we, we know it's well-insulated. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. So you got... Jamie, you have two options. Um, the good thing is I would be willing to bet you that the duct system that they designed and installed paired with your five-ton air conditioning unit is probably the correct size duct system for a three-and-a-half-ton air conditioning unit. And I would be willing to bet there's some modifications that could be made to keep your five-ton unit on there and and we could isolate a solution for that quilting room of yours to at least get you some decent comfort in that room for the time being. And then once you're ready to replace the air conditioning unit, then I think a lot of your problems are going to go away with just the correct size. Um, right now, with that size of a unit, you're pumping a ton of air into that house, and it's stopping right away. Um, so it's satisfying your thermostat too quickly to actually regain comfort evenly throughout all the bedrooms of your home. 
This is exactly what we were talking about the first hour. If a technician comes out and sees you've got a five ton and you're in the market for a new one and they just put another five ton, they, Jamie, they would be doing you a huge disservice. So the technician you had out that said your problem is too large. Yeah. As an air conditioning contractor, I can make more money selling you a five ton unit. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the motivation for a lot of companies to replace like for like. That that and just a lack of knowledge. And lack I of mean, knowledge. That, that if you're trying to play it safe and, and you're living in an old old knowledge, old mindset of of larger is better, you're going to keep putting those five ton units on those those homes that technically could be cooling just efficiently with a three or three and a half. Yeah, J- Jamie, your house. Probably if your husband insulated it and he worked for an insulation contractor, I bet it was done right. Yeah. There isn't any reason you can't get by, in my mind, not knowing anything else about your house, with a three-ton. That's going to cost you less to buy. That little unit is going to come on and run longer, which is going to give you better indoor air quality because it's going to filter the air longer and more often circulate it through the filtering system. I would recommend that when you replace this unit, go ahead and put in a four or five inch pleated filter that only needs to be replaced every six months or every 12 months. And I will tell you with a smaller unit running longer, those hot spots will be eliminated. Yeah. Yep. You're just, you're, you're, you have a lack of runtime on your current five ton unit. It's just kicking on hundred, hundred percent and then kicking right back off. You've got a Ferrari. In downtown traffic, yeah, dropping, popping the clutch, dropping the accelerator, speeding to the next red light, and putting on his brakes and stopping again. That's right. You're getting about two miles to the gallon. You're not getting efficient. By going into this three-ton or three-and-a-half-ton, you're going to get into a hybrid system, cruising on the highway at 60 miles an hour, getting 35 miles a gallon. You're yeah. going to be more comfortable. You're going to be more efficient. You're going to spend less money. Uh Every argument in the world says that tech was telling you exactly the right thing. And that's one of the things we were talking about in the first hour. How do you know you have the right tech on the job? Licensed, bonded, insured, and knows the business. We're going to talk more about all this and any question you might have about your air conditioning right after this break. Get hip to this timely tip. Get your kicks during Sale 66. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Live broadcast at Sanderson Ford, May 22nd, to celebrate their Sale 66. 66 years in business. And they've got with us and said, we want to put together a special Sanderson Ford Rosie on the House Route 66 staycation. You need to be present to win. So mark your calendar now to be at Sanderson Ford for our broadcast Saturday morning. That Saturday morning. And it's it is the staycation of all staycations. And I should clarify one thing. You don't need to exactly be present to win, but you the only place to register for that mother is at Sanderson Ford on that day. So if you showed up at 8 o'clock, registered, and you left at 8.30, you could still win it. But you don't have to wait till the end of the broadcast uh, for the drawing. So 
We've got the Arizona Wildflowers going to be there singing live entertainment. A local uh, bluegrass string. Family quartet from Casa Grande. There, we're going to be catering in some Dylan's Barbecue. Can't beat that. As far as I know. And you're going to be able to look at the Broncos, the Maquis, and all the lineup of new Ford vehicles. And we're going to have special guests. And the, the list of special guests. And I've asked them to all come with a Route 66 memory. It's going to be a fun, and do fun they have broadcast. Like- Two weeks to go create one if they don't yeah, have absolutely. one yet. <laughs> I think most of the people we've got showing up as guests are already going to have them because they're all a lot of long-time Arizona residents that you'll all know, and I know you all love. So I want you to accept this as a personal invitation. Come out to Sanderson Ford Saturday morning, May 22nd. We'll be broadcasting live. There'll be music. You have an opportunity to win an incredible Route 66 staycation where you'll be able to take a brand new Ford vehicle and stay in some of the most iconic, historic Route 66 lodging facilities ever. It's going to be, a, I'm really looking forward to it. So come on out, Sanderson Ford, May 22nd. Right now we're talking in our On the House Hour. Something specifically on your home, castle, or cabin. If you follow along the home maintenance calendar, you see there the May, month of May, we're talking air conditioning. We have uh, learned that it's better to talk about it ahead of the serious heat because, you know, June, July, August, Jeff, you guys are so busy, you don't have time to, I mean, you're already busy now. (laughs) Yeah, it gets a little hectic come June, but that's all right. And we had... uh, Somebody call here angry with us when we mentioned that some of the supply for your manufacturing has been disrupted. And they said we were absolutely lying. And we thought, well, and we tried to call them back multiple times. Well, Mm -hmm. what do you, you know, never, never responded to us trying to follow up with that. So I don't know what agenda they were trying to push, but, you know, it's the, the, the freeze in Texas damaged some facilities. Um, the, the lockdown, the manufacturing process, there there have been some supply chain disruptions. Yeah, just the glo- <laughs> the global shortage of construction materials and one of the hardest impacted uh, besides lumber is uh, steel and metal products. And all your air conditioning unit is is aluminum, steel, and copper. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a challenge, and, and we have a pretty good pulse on it. You know, um, it's not just us, but the contractors in the air conditioning field that we have close relationships with, we're all kind of stuck with the same challenge um, of equipment shortages, part shortages. Um, so it just, yeah, be, be ready and be prepared. And, and that's all that we could advise you on. Um, if you think you're on your last leg, uh, literally I, just yesterday, we installed some close friends of mine. And thank goodness, we already had been out there two years ago to give them an estimate so we knew the size of the air conditioning unit they needed. We knew what SEER and efficiency rating they were wanting. And just because they had that information ahead of time, they called me out of the blue and said, unit's not working, and we were able to expedite that process. So if you think you're on your last leg or you just want to be ahead of the game, just get those estimates so you, you know what you're buying, you know what 
type of equipment you want, what type of size of equipment you need, and then, you know, worst case scenario, it's just a quick phone call, and then we can get the, the ball rolling for you. We don't want Rosie on the House listeners being stuck in a summer afternoon with the air conditioner dead. Correct. And that's why we're talking about it now. Yeah. Assess the condition of your equipment with a seasonal checkup preseason now. Hopefully, if you haven't established a relationship with an air conditioning contractor you trust, uh, you'll consider Rias. Give them a call. Uh, I know y'all are busy. Y'all stay busy. Uh, but there's nothing worse than coming home in the middle of the summer, walking in your house, and it's 96 degrees inside. Yeah. And your your biggest de- defense on that is, is, like you said, just getting that spring maintenance done. You know, we're all busy, but we're not too busy, right? So if we are scheduling out maintenances every single day. Um, just get that evaluation done on your air conditioning system now, and then you'll have a good understanding of where it is and any kind of preventative items that we can get taken care of on site that day. Great. Um, and anything else, at least we'll be ahead of the game. I think we talked enough the last half hour about equipment sizing and supply duct work and how often those two things are wrong. Uh, but for an air conditioner to breathe, it's mm-hmm. got to have return air, yeah. which is probably another big problem. That's that's 100% wrong. So <laughs> we were talking high 90s on the, t- on the duct system. The supply ducts can be 90% wrong. Yeah. The return the returns are 100% always wrong. wrong. Yeah. Tell, tell us why. What, what's wrong about them? It's the, they're always they're undersized. Why right? do they do that? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Um, so, yeah, most most homes will have just your one singular air return, typically in a hallway, um, and it's it's usually twenty five by twenty, thirty by twenty, twenty by twenty, um, and then that's about all you got. So, uh, the biggest problem it will wor- your system will work, but it's going to cause a lot of issues as far as noise, uh, comfort in your home. The efficiency of your air conditioning system dramatically decreases. The cooling capacity dramatically decreases. Um, and then one of the other things is that, that we don't really think about too much, but since COVID, we all think about is indoor air quality. And when your air return is restricted in size and your air conditioning unit is drawing all that air out of your house, we call it, you know, sucking a milkshake through a coffee straw. Right, right. Well, your filter's not doing anything at that point because all that dust, dirt, dander, debris, dog hair, cat hair, et cetera, <laughs> kids hair, it's going past the filter, right? So it's going past the filter. It's just caking itself on your, your coils up up wherever your unit is. Yeah. Uh, so then there goes your capacity. Some of it gets past it, gets back introduced into the home. So I... Is that enough reasons for people to, to have us out to it, it's one more measure re- and the returns and it, add it, maybe one or two to your house? It's just one more <laughs> thing I want homeowners to be aware of. Yeah. When you're getting a quote, if, if you're in the unfortunate situation of needing a new air conditioner, why you have to know all these right questions? Are you going to replace it like for like, size for size? What are, have, you, have you looked at my supply duct work? 
Have you analyzed my return air? What SEER rating is worth paying for? And these guys that are putting 20 SEERs on unaddressed ductwork problems are just robbing homeowners. Yeah. yeah you rob, you're just robbing them. It's unfortunate, but that, yeah, that is what happens quite commonly. Um, but yeah, if you're shop, I mean, I tell homeowners, there's four things you need to write down. There's a lot of things to, and I, we have a blog up on, on the Rosie yes, website. Yep. So you can follow along with that guide, but your biggest things are you want to make sure the contractor's performing that manual, Jay, so you know the size you're getting is correct fit for your home. You want the contractor to inspect the duct work, so the supply and the return to make sure everything is sized and designed and, and laid out correctly. You want to address any indoor air quality concerns with the contractor. And then you want to address your comfort inside your house. So if homeowners can uncover those four common items that uh, all kind of contribute and work together for a successful air conditioning system install and really maximizing the efficiency and the comfort of the unit, all four of those checklists, once if those are all hit, then you're going to be really satisfied with the, the system that you get. And I want Arizona homeowners to hear me clearly. And I can say this uh, because I'm leaving town for a week and you're going to get the phone calls next week. <laughs> <laughs> if you get phone solicited by an air conditioning contractor offering you a $49 seasonal inspection, don't jump at that opportunity. That's not the way you want to begin a relationship with an air conditioning contractor. I all but promise and guarantee you, and I'm going to tell you an inside secret story. There are air conditioning companies that will get on a phone canvassing campaign, recruit maybe a few hundred new customers, and then that gives them an asset list they can sell off to servicing companies. They really don't have your comfort level or your family or your home as their top priority. You're just, at that point, a commodity. That's all you are. So hopefully with this little one-hour tutorial... We're going to keep homeowners, hopefully one, from having to shop air-conditioned contractors in the middle of the summer on a hot afternoon on a weekend when their old unit has died. Then once you start getting people out there, you're asking the right questions. And, you know, this is important. If you are brand new to Arizona, if you've never lived here before, this this hour is important. You need to get that AC to make sure it's it's working efficiently and it's going to provide cold air. <laughs> and we'll actually have a conversation with you next week as well, Jeff, talking about uh, understanding the SEER rating yeah. of air conditioning units and what that uh, means and why that's important. And one thing, um, the, the more efficient the equipment is, the less electricity you use. And one point that I don't think anybody does a good enough job driving home is energy reduction is water use reduction as well because it's a massive amount of water it takes 
to produce energy. Mm-hmm. So not only is it better for your utility bill and the efficiency and the comfort of your home, but it's also water saving as well. Yeah, absolutely. Continuing our air conditioning conversation with Jeff Carmichael of Reis, R-E-E-I-S.com, Reis Air Conditioning. And one of the things that we talked about during the break is the transition of business ownership in the service industry. Yeah, it's it's wild right now. Um, we're seeing specifically in the air conditioning industry uh, nationwide, uh, a lot of private equity firms are buying up family-owned, local, owned-operated air conditioning businesses, and they're paying a lot of money for them. Um, so they're soaking up all the mom-and-pop shops, um, and, you know, they give the owners kind of the the exit of a couple months, a few months, or a year. And then that business model nationwide in our industry, it's heavy commission-based. It's heavy um, hard sale-based. It's not... The, it, there is no touch to the customer to the contractor relationship of uh, what's really best in mind, and and um, so it it makes it difficult. Kind of going back to what we were just talking about in the last segment when when we're talking the importance of doing maintenance is um, you just want to make sure our advice would be to make sure you understand the contractor, the background of the contractor, and who is coming out to your house and how they're operating the business. So, and we see that a lot. We actually had to uh, re- remove a, a partner from the list because they, the owner, he's near retirement, sold to sure. an investment company that's on the East Coast, sure. and their ownership and their principles don't align with the network. But uh, not to be all doom and gloom, there is some yeah. uh, uh, opportunity in that, and that a lot of the contractors that are retiring, that's an opportunity for the next generation to go, you know, into into business, sure. Uh, buy them out, get into a trade agreement, and there's a Canyon Ventures at Grand Canyon University uh, is is teetering yeah, we, with this right now with you know taking the talent pool as they're graduating and f- finding job placements for companies like they're an entrepreneur spirit but don't want to start from scratch. Yeah. And you've got this company, you know, being the finance advisor on that transition and you know, bringing guys straight into business ownership of yeah. an existing business for someone retiring. And so if it's successful, it's going to be uh, a, a huge uh, talking point of this broadcast because yeah. a lot of the contractors we do work with, you know, this is Rosie's 32nd year, and a lot of the guys we're working with today are guys he's been working with that long, and a lot of them are, are in that stage. They're ready to hang up the tool belt and you yep. know, pull out the fishing line. Yep. I'm the only one that's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 if I can take advantage of the opportunity, um, we are desperately hiring um, uh, across the board, across skill levels. Uh, so if you know an air conditioning tech, if you know somebody who wants to get into the trades who has zero experience, um, we are an open door to a – we have a great apprenticeship program. Uh, for guys who want to get into guys or gals who want to get into the trade, um, and the great is- the great thing about Rius is it's more than an air conditioning company. You're at the leading edge of building science with the home energy audits. Yeah. So, 
at, for someone wanting to get into the career, it's exactly why I recommended you go interview at yeah. Rias when you came out of the service. That's right. It is the leading edge of where building science is going. There's so many unique career paths to, especially our organization. Um, what, just like you were saying, with the home residential energy audit, uh, the building science aspect, uh, size and design, um, down to customer service, right? If you're if you know anybody who's, if it, you yourself are are in the customer service or have that customer service knack, head on over to our website, rias.com. Uh, fill out a contact form. Uh, go to our hiring page. Um, we're hiring left and right. All right. Just one of the things we do at Rosie on the House to accomplish our vision of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend is we try and educate you to the point of protecting you. On our website, rosieonthehouse.com, our tip of the week is steps for selecting a HVAC contractor. That's heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. <laughs> steps to selecting the contractor that's going to ensure you an efficient air conditioning operation, efficient equipment, and affordable solution. Air conditioning equipment is expensive. It's very sophisticated. you got to make sure you make the investment on an educated basis. So get to rosieonthehouse.com and take a look at that steps for selecting an HVAC contractor. Jeff, I can't thank you enough for coming in and helping us ongoing education of the Rosie on the House listeners. Yeah, thanks for having us. And I, I hope they heard, and, and I hope not one of them find themselves stuck with a broken down piece of equipment over the next three or four months. And if, they, if it does happen, we're there for them either way. So All right. <laughs> for quick reference, that's all on Facebook, too. There's a post there that gives the article and um, Rhea's website and phone number. Excellent. Gosh, I hope they heard it. I mean, the, and, and you know what, Arizona homeowners, if you heard it and uh, you've gotten quotes from some of the other contractors and you decide to get one more quote from a Rosie certified contractor, the money you save by doing it right, mm. I'm going to ask you all to do me a little bit of favor. Take 10% of that money you're going to save having the right equipment, doing the right job, and donate it to your favorite charity. And together, we'll lift up all of Arizona.